Hey guys, just wanted to let you know this episode was supposed to go live on September 30th, which is a Friday, our normal scheduled episodes um, due to some health issues and some technical stuff. I wasn't able to get this live. So this week you just get a bonus episode and you'll hear from me again on Friday. Thanks. Hello and welcome here. Family Foundations, The Path to Becoming Us is a podcast about trying to conceive pregnancy and parenthood. I'm your host, Lindsay Lawson. Trigger warning, in today's episode, I will be discussing religion, faith, prayer, and God. This is a podcast about my own journey as much as it is a podcast about providing information for others. Faith is a big part of that for me. So with that being said, I do recognize that not everyone is a Christian, and I understand if some of my listeners want to wait for next week's episode. However, I encourage you to stay plugged in and listen to how changing my prayers changed my attitude and my mindset. Self-care can go a long way, but taking a step back to look at the big picture and change your point of view can have a big impact on your stress levels and the way you handle those big fat negatives. Now on to the show. I heard something funny recently. If you didn't know, Family Foundations is on TikTok. So I was there scrolling while Adam was doing something in the shower or something. I was trying to find inspiration from the trying to conceive community that I follow. I came across this video where a husband was talking to his wife and he says, you know, when it comes to having a baby, God had a lot of faith in women, but not so much in men. And the wife, confused, (sighs) sorry, my dogs, and the wife, confused, says, what are you talking about? The husband laughs and says, God gave women one egg a month to try to get pregnant and continue the population. He gave men millions of sperm for every time they go. He had a lot more faith in women than he did in men. Now, this video had me laughing so hard. I was crying, but it had, it got me thinking. He has a point. We get one chance a month to get pregnant. And of course, now I'm singing Eminem in my head. But I wonder if that one shot is the reason the pressure falls on us women. Now, I'm not saying men don't feel pressured. I know they do. They've got one job, supply the goods, but that's a big task. Sometimes they're asked to give a sample and a cup for doctors. We know how awkward that can be. I know Adam definitely did not like the idea of sitting in a room with used magazines expected to provide. Luckily, he has not had to do that, but some men do, and it's to check their swimmers are strong or to give a supply for artificial insemination, but mainly that's it. They might have to do some blood work, but that's all. For women, it's a whole different ballgame. Did you know that I've given blood 17 times in the past four months? That's 17 needles. I'm on like six different medications and take roughly 11 pills a day that I have to remember. 
Some have to be on an empty stomach. Some have to be taken with food. Some have to be of a morning, others at night. I've had countless doctor's appointments and ultrasounds and pap smears and biopsies and x-rays. I log cervical mucus and basal body temperature. I track my cycles and take ovulation tests. Then I switch to pregnancy tests after 7 DPO. I watch what I eat, how much caffeine I have. I monitor everything I put in my body and how much sleep or rest I get. Then I worry if I'm not doing enough and that's why I'm not pregnant. And I wonder why I'm constantly exhausted. The mental aspect of trying to get pregnant is far greater than the physical. And when I do give myself time to just sit and be alone with my thoughts, I get pissed at teachers and parents and society. I feel like they've scammed us. Our whole life, the message is, don't have sex, you'll get pregnant. It's been drilled into our heads over and over again. But for most of us, that's not true. It is freaking hard to get pregnant. I feel like the stars have to align, the planets have to be in a row, a fairy has to sneeze, an angel has to flutter her wings, timing has to be absolutely perfect, and even if it is, healthy couples still only have a 20% chance each month. It is so frustrating. I recognize I'm still early in this fight, and we're in cycle number four. But I know so many people have been fighting this battle for years and my heart goes out to them. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have my faith in God, amazing friends who've walked this road before me to help me navigate, a wonderful mentor who keeps me focused on what's important, and a husband who keeps me anchored. I'm so thankful for this platform and the community it's shared so I can, or the community it's built so I can share my frustrations and my grievances and my victories, and I can hear yours too. I got to sit down with an amazing lady a few weeks ago. We had dinner and discussed my recent doctor's appointment. We talked about her own fertility and the journey she's been on. We pondered God's plan. She was so understanding and encouraging and insightful. I left that dinner feeling rejuvenated and empowered and hopeful. My outlook on our situation had changed. My prayers had pivoted in a new direction. I always thought that God was going to provide me a child because he put the desire to be a mother in my heart. I've recently come to realize that that might not be the case. I have intentionally changed my prayers when I talk to God instead of asking him to provide me with a baby and get me pregnant. I now ask that mother, if motherhood is not in the cards for me, he remove the desire from my heart and give me the peace to be okay with it. But if a mother is in his plans, I ask that he gives me the patience and the contentment to be okay with whatever avenue that child comes from. So whether it's from my body through adoption, surrogacy, or fostering, he gives me the patience for that door to open and the peace in knowing that it's part of his plan. Adam and I have had a lot of conversations recently about our plan and our timing versus God's plan and his timing. And it's so wonderful to know that whether we go right or we turn left, God has his hand on us and is guiding us to our destination. We've been studying the book of Jonah recently, and in my Bible study at church, 
We've talked about how Jonah has turned away from God at the beginning of chapter 1 and how he runs from God and from God's will. To give you a little backstory, God has asked Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach because its wickedness has come against him. Instead of doing what God commanded, Jonah, quote, ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying his fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. The Lord then sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. End quote. It's amazing to me that any time I open the word of God, it somehow finds a way to correlate with what's going on in my life at that time. I have to wonder how many storms and hard times I've gone through because of my own doing and how many struggles I've had because I'd turned my back on God. In the story, the ship is this man-made thing that Jonah put his trust in and his confidence in to get him to where he was going. For me, it's been doctors and medications and, med- and machines, but God, being supernatural without much effort at all, riles the water and the wind, and almost destroys this boat. Once the sailors cast lots and determine it's Jonah's fault, they eventually throw him overboard. It's at this point in the story where we see God's faithfulness and I get a surge of newfound hope. God could have punished Jonah. He could have let him drown and just sent another prophet to Nineveh to do his work. But he didn't. God was faithful to Jonah. He showed compassion and forgiveness and patience to his child. He sent, quote, a huge fish to swallow Jonah, end quote. Now, I'm sure Jonah was not happy about this. I was reminded that sometimes God will fix a situation or a problem, but we don't notice that it's been resolved because it wasn't handled in the way we expected it to be. We didn't get the outcome that we wanted or had hoped for. And that's exactly what happened to Jonah. He survived. Bless you, Bentley. He survived, but he came out the other side smelling like fish vomit. He was alive, though. When talking about the book of Jonah, most people know the story of Jonah and the whale. To me, it's a story about God's character and who he is and how he loves us. Even when we turn our backs on God, even when we run away from him, even when we disobey, when we don't repent, he still seeks us. I don't know about you, but that's something I'm really grateful for. Adam and I have prayed a lot about God's plan for us and how our family is going to grow. We don't know what the future holds, whether a baby comes via my body, a surrogate's fostering, or adopting, but we can rest assured that God is faithful and God is kind and God has something in the works for us. If you missed the last week's announcement, 14 Days and Counting has now been rebranded as Family Foundations, The Path to Becoming Us, because we understand that families are made in different ways, and we want our show to reflect that and to respect that. I hope the next time you read the book of Jonah, you can see how God moves through the story And be reminded that you're never too far gone. He is seeking you. He has a plan for you. And most importantly, he loves you. 
thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to comment and rate the podcast on whatever platform you're on. This helps others trying to go their family find the podcast, and it may help someone you know too. This show is written and hosted by me, Lindsay Lawson, and is a Squirrel Talk audio production. To get involved and connected, follow me on Instagram at familyfoundations underscore becoming us and on TikTok at Family Foundations Podcast, or you can email me at squirreltalkaudio at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, prayers and sticky baby dust to you all.